Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of the Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Bezet and I'm your host. And today we are sitting down to record a podcast because of the unprecedented times that we're in. And honestly, I just wanted to be able to talk with you guys and share some thoughts that we're having. And today, I know you guys love when Rebecca Shatswell is with us. And so we have Rebecca Shatswell with us today. Say what up. What up? So if you've been around New Life Church for any length of time, you probably know Rebecca. Um, But just for anyone that doesn't, Rebecca and her husband, Brandon, are the worship pastors here at New Life. But that is definitely not all they do. Rebecca is very, very involved in anything that we do related to um, women at New Life Church. We have a woman conference that she helps oversee. <laughs> blah, blah. Let's move on. No, I want the people to know. <laughs> uh, Prayer. I don't know. You're just involved in it all. Okay. You don't want me to keep telling him? No. Rebecca has a master's degree. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lord, help us all. I think we have more important things to talk about today. What do you guys think? I know. We really do. So obviously we are in crazy times right now. And Rebecca texted me a few weeks ago and just said, hey, we should do a podcast. And to be honest, I didn't even know how to wrap my brain around all of this. Right. Who does? I know. And so it's taken us a minute to get there, but we finally sat down. And so today we really just want to talk to you guys about what's going on, share some encouragement. Um surviving on the inside so I know so many of you guys are at home kids are at home for an oh yes unforeseen length of time so your babies are home right yes they are very much home we are together together (laughs) forever Mm -hmm. so what what has life done what how has life changed for you guys over the last couple of weeks well, I don't have any of my usual forms of escape that I look at and <laughs> look to. I have a five-year-old daughter and a one-year-old baby boy. And so if you are a professional parent out there, you know, you feel called to be a parent, but you also feel called to leave your children sometimes and go do something else. And so it's been challenging for me. I'm actually talking with some of my homeschool mom friends right now because life hasn't really changed much for them, but it feels right. very different for me right now. And so I have, I've loved having them home a lot, but when I need a little escape, a little time to myself, I have noticed that's where I'm a little more on edge mm-hmm. and I'm having to put myself in check a little more. So we have been getting a little creative mm-hmm. uh, around our house. I don't know what you're doing right now, Katie, if you have any tips I don't know. But we've been watching <laughs> Tell us yours. American Ninja Warrior. Oh. And which has been inspiring my daughter. And so when we can get outside, I don't even care if it's muddy outside. We right. go out there, she creates her own obstacle courses, running around the yard. Really, I just come up with random things for right. her to do and time her right. and she feels like a warrior and I just feel excited to have a second. <laughs> so that's one of the things that we're doing. What about you? Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like we reach like 1130 in the day and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's almost lunchtime. We haven't burned any energy off. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to take a nap. Yeah, I really need the nap to happen. Mm-hmm. The other day, um, I decided we would get on a workout kick. Kind of similar. I've done some obstacle courses in the basement. And I've <laughs> How's that going? When I say basement, you can envision a carpeted area that's actually not gloomy and scary. Go sit in the dark corner. No. Um, But 
I wanted Jack to work out with me because I was like, maybe I can just like bring my weights downstairs and I can like do a workout. Because honestly, that's one of the things that makes me feel sane. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the things in my routine that I really go to to feel like a normal human. And the gym is closed. God bless it. And, you know, I know people work out at home, but I just haven't gotten into that routine yet. I'm trying. So anyways... I found two little cans of Starbucks double shots. You know, those drinks that you can buy very well. And I told Jack those could be his weights. And we went downstairs and I was Look like, Look at you. I know. I was very proud of myself, but he was like, They're cold. And so then he cried about how cold they were. Right. And I was like, Well, here goes that activity. Mm. But honestly, we have tried desperately to be outside anytime the sun is shining uh-huh. or not shining. They've played in the mud. Mm-hmm. I am not a crafty mom. So yeah. what the I actually heck? like crafts, but with a one-year-old son, right. you know, we tried to play Play-Doh and he just ate it. Right. So we had to like regroup. I know. Um, I will tell you one thing I have noticed is helping us just starting the day out with a really great environment. Mm-hmm. I just noticed my emotional capacity mm-hmm. is better when I have time with the Lord. But sometimes with little kids, it feels mm-hmm. like you're waking up to their cry and then you're Right. Hitting the ground running immediately, right. taking care of them. So we've found just this little, uh, it's a little group called Orange Kids Music. Oh, it's yeah. on YouTube. They put out like worship that has little music videos. It's great for preschoolers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if school age kids would love it as much. So I turn that on in the mornings yeah, and just kind of let it scroll through. And even though it's kids worship, um, there's a good amount of variety, so if there's an annoying song, you can just skip forward right. to the next one. But I have noticed there's one we really love called Fear, Get Out of Here. And uh-huh. it's, I find, you know, it's a little kid song, but the lyrics have really helped those things being on repeat in my mind throughout mm-hmm. the day. My kids are loving it right now. Mm-hmm. So that's just one thing that's helped us start the day right, mm-hmm. I feel like, and kind of really set good. a good tone for communication to be good and mm-hmm. for things to feel peaceful mm-hmm. and that God is with us, et cetera. So. I know that's super important. It's hard, you know. I honestly, I have so much respect for homeschool moms and moms that have their kids with them nonstop. Oh yeah, like so much. Okay, so one of the things that we talked about, Rebecca, was, um, you know, just life is different right now. Church isn't the same as we know it. We're not having services. Life groups aren't meeting. We don't have ministries here at the church building. But I just want to know. Are you loving church right now, even though it feels different? Oh, yeah. Because it has been so cool at my house. Uh Like, I've just loved the feeling that our home is the church. Right. And I know we're not supposed to get over 10 people, and we haven't gotten over 10 people. But we've invited, like, one or two Uh every time. Uh And so it's just felt like God's used this opportunity to create a brand-new small group. I know. And I've loved just the freedom to worship, to talk with each other Mm -hmm. and pray over one Mm -hmm. another. I just, it's been very cool for me. I know. It makes me think of Acts 2, like early church Acts, whenever the church was first forming and people were just together in homes. And it's like, I feel like the Lord's bringing us back to that to some degree. Um, But I love it. I think it's really, really cool. Do you have, what have you seen over the last couple of weeks of just change and how do you feel like? the church has changed, but for the better. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, about this earlier. The word I keep hearing that is coming up over and over again is the word unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up what it means. It just means never known or it's never been done before. And so I've just been thinking about, honestly, I've been thinking a lot about scripture 
just asking God to renew my mind. Yes, we find ourselves in a situation we have never found ourselves in before. Um, I was telling Katie earlier before we started this convo how in our world, and at least in my lifetime, we haven't felt a lot of extreme need. Mm -hmm. And we have so much advancement, whether it's technology advancement or medical advancement or financial provision, whatever you want to say, that in general, we've been able to live lives that are kind of like, I do what I want. I've got what I need. I can take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So this strong sense of independence and I'm in control of my life. It's the first time I've seen on a global scale something that makes everyone feel like we don't got this. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we're doing. We can't take care of ourselves, even though we have all the technology we have, um, all the money in the world. We still can't stop things and put things back together like we want to. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, yes, I would say we are experiencing unprecedented challenges, unprecedented situation. But I've noticed all throughout Scripture how when humanity faced unprecedented challenges, that that was the catalyst that God used to perform unprecedented mm-hmm. miracles. And so we've been asking, I just know in my little worship world with our friends and the small groups I'm involved in, we've really been asking for God to do something to draw people back to Him because we're living in a culture where people are so calloused to a need for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because we feel so self-sufficient, mm-hmm. People think of God as like almost like a myth or a fairy tale or, you know, a children's book, kind of like you think about Santa Claus. Like, yeah, that was something cool when I was a kid, but I don't really have a need for that Mm -hmm. now. And now we are seeing humanity feels a need and they feel a huge need. It's a physical need. It's tangible. Governments around the world don't even know how to fix everything right now. And so I am praying that the unprecedented nature of this need and this season that we are in is really a, it's the ground that God is going to birth unprecedented miracles. And he's going to raise up people that know him and have solutions so that ultimately the world can see him in a way they haven't mm-hmm. seen him in a long time. Mm-hmm. I have a friend right now and we've been praying for her parents. She's Chinese and she's lived here for years, but she grew up in an atheist home and her parents just haven't ever had a need for God. And she's having conversations with them right now. She's never been able to have because they are feeling a need they've never felt. Mm -hmm. And so I know that that's just one story among millions, but I'm just praying right now that God prepares us in whatever way we can be prepared Mm -hmm. to be with him as he starts doing things we've never seen. Mm -hmm. That's the part about the whole situation that makes me excited. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, there's so much need, but the idea that God is getting ready to meet these needs Mm -hmm. in ways we've never seen is really cool. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think a lot of times we talk about how um, it's our responsibility as parents to pour into our children spiritually, but mm-hmm. in reality, we rely on the church to do it. Exactly. And we rely on the structure of Sunday school and yeah. whatever our kids go here to Little Life Academy. Yes. It's like, but I feel like now that kids are away from all of that, church is in the home. Yeah. Spiritual authority is back in the parents' hands yeah. in, the, in the sense that it's my responsibility to track whether or not they're growing, whether or not we're yes. talking about Jesus, whether or not we're having conversations that point towards fear or point towards faith. You yes. know, like I just think that's one really, really cool aspect of all of this that we're seeing is is um, just the empowerment of parents and families to be the church mm-hmm. in their home. Yes. I, I think it's so cool. I totally agree. And I think that when all of this kind of, passes 
we're not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really think that it's going to be the type of thing that shakes what we know. Mm -hmm. And when, whenever, I don't know what it will look like, but when things kind of settle back down, people won't go back to what they knew before, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's my prayer. I, I, I don't want us to go back to what we knew before. I want God to change us. I want God to shake us. I want God to take away the things that are unnecessary, you know? Yeah. There's, it reminds me of this scripture. It's kind of like an old analogy or at least an analogy that's not as prevalent in our culture because it's where Jesus is talking about you can't take new wine and put it in an old wineskin. Mm-hmm. Or when the new wine expands, it'll mm-hmm. burst the wineskin, the old the old skin, which was their container for wine, it had to be the same age as the wine they were adding to it so that it could expand together. And so I've just been thinking that about that phrase. Jesus says, you can't take new wine and put it in something old. Uh-huh. You have to take new wine and put it in a container that is also new so that both of them will be preserved. And I've been thinking about how if God is getting ready to do something new, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this whole season has torn away everything, life as we know it, Mm -hmm. church the way we know to do church, small groups the way we Mm -hmm. do it, everything feels different. It's like God's totally gotten rid of our old wineskin. We Mm -hmm. can't do church the same. We Mm -hmm. can't do life, relationships the same. And so I'm excited that When this season of huddling in our homes and waiting for all of this to pass is over, that we all can say, man, God has changed something in us. So now we are prepped and ready Mm -hmm. for the new thing he's about Mm -hmm. to do. We can contain it Mm -hmm. because we have kind of been shaken by this whole thing. And God's gotten rid of the things he needs to get Mm -hmm. rid of so that we're prepared. So that part is really cool. That's so good. That made me think, um, do you work in the yard ever? Uh, yes. Occasionally. Oh, yeah. We used to work in the yard together. <laughs> Yesterday, I was actually raking one of my uh, neighbors has one of those trees that drops those spiky balls. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord help. A gum tree. Yes. So I was raking those yesterday, actually. Well, we had a uh, sunny day yesterday, and I noticed I have two ferns that grow on the side of my house, and they're really pretty, but after the winter, they were like all mangly looking, and so I thought... Surely there's a way to prune these. So I Googled the how to prune a fern, and then I realized that you basically cut all the leaves off or you cut all the, like, big stems off, and what's left are these ugly things. What are they called? They're called something. Um, fronds, F-R-O-N-D-S. Look at you. Okay. Right. So I'm in my little garden, and I'm trimming off all of the the leaves and what's left are these ugly fronds. And I feel like God will speak to me a lot of times when I'm working in the yard. It's Mm -hmm. like the garden and gardener like represents so much in scripture that I don't know. So I just started thinking about how I'm pruning these ferns and cutting off everything that looks pretty, everything that looks like life in the same sense right now. I think everything is yeah. being pruned exactly. away from our lives. Everything that's an accessory, everything that's excess, everything mm-hmm. that's extra in any way. Yeah. And when you get it all pruned off, honestly, I stood there and looked down and it was ugly. It's mm-hmm. like these brown fuzzy looks like something that you should like beat with a broom because it might be alive. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They're so <laughs> ugly. The fronds are 
But what's crazy is they will unfurl and they will turn into these beautiful leaves that are ferns. Mm -hmm. And it was like the Lord was saying, right now we look at what's left of our lives in terms of we're just stuck at home right now. Mm -hmm. We're having to like kind of make a new normal. Mm -hmm. And it kind of doesn't look that sexy or Mm -hmm. that appealing. But what he's doing is a new thing. And in John 15, it talks about um, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he also prunes, Mm -hmm. which I thought was cool because it's like in our lives, if there's something that doesn't bear fruit, God prunes it. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that does bear fruit, he, he still prunes it either way. Exactly. It's being pruned that it may bear more fruit. And so so my thought is that at the end of this, whether it was a good thing that was pruned or a bad thing that was pruned, either way, the mm-hmm. heart of God in all of this is that we would bear more fruit. That's so good. And down in, uh, it's it's John 15, in verse 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I was just thinking, like, God, with everything that's stripped away, And what we're looking at is kind of like the ugliness of, well, what now? What next? The beauty of it is what's left is Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's where, I mean, we were even just talking about that a minute ago. It's like, sometimes that's hard to face. It's like, it comes down to you and Jesus. And that's what's so important about this time. What are Mm -hmm. you going to do with you and Jesus? Yes. And I was thinking about, uh, first of all, I think that picture is so beautiful and right on. Yeah, and just right on for the season. I've been looking around at how it's springtime, mm-hmm. you know, and my, I have a few trees that are starting to flower. And I was like, how ironic that we're in a season where people are really fighting for their lives and fighting for survival, and yet there's signs of life everywhere around us. Mm-hmm. And But it's just been reminding me that God's promise is life is going to return. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to see my restoration. Mm-hmm. And I love the uh, the picture that you just gave, you know, just thinking about Maybe God is stripping something away from our lives or many things away from mm-hmm. our lives, but the goal is that we are going to produce life after this right. in all sorts of ways that maybe right. wouldn't have happened without this taking place, mm-hmm. which is so cool. I know. Love it. So cool. Um, okay, what else? I would love if we could talk through a little bit of just some of the things that Pastor Rick has encouraged our church to do. I know that you yeah. have been talking with he, Pastor Rick and Michelle quite a bit about his heart for our church right now. Um, just with prayer and all mm-hmm. of that. Could you go into that, share a little bit? In case somebody maybe has missed online church and they don't really yeah. know what he's encouraged. Yeah, so he's just been encouraging us to take it a week at a time, not to think that we are you know, committing ourselves to fasting from now until like <laughs> 100 days from now. Right. But a week at a time to say, what is God asking of us this week? And so this week he was suggesting that we set our alarms for either 7.14 a.m. or 7.15, I mean 14, <laughs> 7.14 a.m. or 7.14 p.m. based on that verse in Second Chronicles that's the, if my people are, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will blah, 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 hear from heaven, heal their land. Yeah. And so the idea that pick one of those times, set your alarm, and just commit to pray at that time for that day. If you're with your family, like I know for me, a lot of times I'm putting one of my kids down at like 7.14 p.m. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being a good time for me to just pray right then, whether I'm with him or rocking him, whatever that situation mm-hmm. is. So 
whatever time of day works better for you to choose that just so that we are making a commitment every day to stop and say, we're not just going to say that we're praying. We're not just going to tell our friends that we're covering them, but we really are Mm going to intentionally do it. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that has been on his heart for this week is that we just pick a day which I already told Katie I thought my day was going to be today, and then I came in eating something, so I guess it won't be today. Pick a day this week that you can uh, commit to fasting, setting aside some sort of food or, uh, I don't know, what else it would be, something that has your focus, which right now is probably the phone and food, mm-hmm. which is my guess. Right. Um, but setting that aside and devoting one day that you're fasting and just committing it to the Lord, because we see all throughout Scripture that there are times where – God is getting ready to do something on a huge scale to meet um, the needs of many people, but he calls his people into a time of fasting right before that. And so just kind of upping our level of commitment to seeking the Lord just a little bit this week. So mm-hmm. that's good. And then I guess we're taking it week by week. And mm-hmm. so if you're wondering if church is back on in the building, just check social media because right now, we probably won't have it this upcoming weekend. Yeah, and I don't know if this is helpful, but our team created a prayer guide this past week, and our um, social media team is using it a, ro- a lot right now in what they are putting out. Um, but it kind of breaks the enormity of the situation down into seven different topics, and there are even example prayers you can pray every single day. And I've just been thinking about how if you feel overwhelmed and unable to start praying because the needs seem so massive and you want access to this resource as a way to just kind of break down the huge need into bite-sized portion, that we can totally make that available. I'm sure Katie knows some super magical way to, like, connect that. We'll figure yeah. that out. and maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, because I know for me, when I sit down and think, okay, pray for this, I'm just like, okay, where do I start? Mm-hmm. So what I would say is if breaking down the topics into categories helps you every day to know what to focus on, and then if you know someone in that specific category that is struggling, mm-hmm. like there's one day that we're praying for medical centers, and you know people by name. I have several friends right now that are nurses or doctors, and they're texting me things like, hey, we're working at the hospital, but we're not getting all of our supplies in, so please pray. Or mm-hmm. They're texting me different things, and so it helps me to be able to pray for the big overall need, but also to make mm-hmm. it personal and be praying for the people I know right now in mm-hmm. that situation. So That's so important, and it's just such a good way. I know Rebecca mentioned earlier, like obviously with kids at home, those of us that are moms or dads with children at home, life has changed and we maybe don't have as much time to just sit around and read our Bible and pray. Mm-hmm. But we can pray. Like mm-hmm. you can pray while you're doing the dishes. You can pray when you go to sleep at night. You, can, you know, there's just moments I think that we can intentionally seek the Lord. And and if you do have young kids, I mean, we don't talk about all the details right now around our kids, but they, at least our five-year-old, understands that there is a sickness that we are praying against. And so we've just involved her a lot mm-hmm. in the prayer, which has been really cool. I've noticed her become more confident in praying on her own in this season. And so a lot of times we just ask before we eat, do you want to say the prayer, Israel, or before we go to bed? And so anyway, if you have young kids with you just bring them along in the Mm -hmm. process with you Mm -hmm. okay what did we say we're going to put in the show notes oh social media the prayer guide i need to make a note um okay so one of the things that we had also talked about rebecca was just how a lot of times um when i don't know an uncertain situation like this comes about people 
majorly struggle with fear and anxiety. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not something that I personally really struggle with a lot. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know if I always have like the best advice, Mm -hmm. but I wondered if you had any wisdom on that, like a speaking to somebody who maybe is struggling with that right now. And then also if, how do you check on your friends that might be struggling with that? Right. Any thoughts? Yeah, I have just a few. Um, one thing is, if you know that you are a person that is struggling with that right now, maybe it's uh, it was already a struggle before this whole situation, or now that the situation has happened, you find yourself there a lot, like playing what-if scenarios and wondering about a lot of things. I just want to encourage you, if you know that that is a struggle for you, to think about what you are putting yourself in front of every day. Like, if you're a person that's struggling with a lot of fear and anxiety, but you're also a person who's constantly looking for updates or reading some of the worst stories and situations that are happening out there, you may just be feeding that tendency in yourself to be fearful. So if you know it's a it's a struggle for you, and it, I think to some degree it's going to be a struggle for all of us right now because there are situations and unexpected things that are happening, whether it's financial or physical. So I would say that you have to think it's my job to put my armor on. Mm -hmm. No one else can put my armor on. So I have got to choose what I'm looking at every single day. Not that you cannot get a news update, but are you looking at things that are also building your faith Mm -hmm. throughout the day? Mm -hmm. Whether it is the word, um, there's several accounts that right now people are kind of sharing around that are sharing good stories or things that people are doing that are more heroic so that that you're not just looking at one Mm -hmm. devastating circumstance after another. So I'd be aware, make sure that you are putting things inside of you that build positivity, hope and faith in this Mm -hmm. season. Um, And then also, you've got to recognize your thinking patterns. So with fear and anxiety, a lot of times we get stuck in a cycle of thinking and we do not get ourselves out of it. And it's just kind of where we stay. We rehearse the same thoughts, the same panicky ideas over and over again, but it's our job to think about what we're thinking about. So I just want to encourage you, think about your thoughts throughout the day. And if you recognize you're getting stuck in a cycle of anxiety or worry, fear, whatever about the unknown, you've got to make a decision to do something different. You know, the Bible says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds. It's a cute little verse that a lot of us have heard, maybe memorized, maybe not. But the bottom line is it's our choice to either continue staying in an anxious thought pattern or to choose to do something different. So I don't know what will break that for you. I don't know if it's stopping all of a sudden putting on worship music. I don't know if it's making sure you have a worship playlist going throughout your home throughout the day. I don't know if it's stopping and saying, God, confessing the fearful thought before the Lord. You know, I'm stressed for my older parents right now, or I'm stressed that I'm not protecting my kids enough, or I'm stressed when I go to Kroger, are we going to contract this thing? Or we have lost our job and now I have no idea where our finances are going to come from. And so I'm going to just sit around and be fearful because I don't have any hope or any solutions right now. And instead carrying those things before the Lord, just almost intentionally, like God, we don't have answers right now, but we trust you. We trust you even when saying that phrase itself feels painful. Mm -hmm. It's, It's one thing to say you trust the Lord when you're in a season where things are easy, but to say those same words when it's hard or there's tears coming down your face, 
there is a sacrifice involved right now to saying that we trust the Lord, and that sacrifice is precious to him. So if you have to stop in your day and say, God, I'm struggling with this. I'm being honest with you about it right now, but I give it to you. And then the other thing I want to encourage you to do is make yourself intentionally remember all the times you have seen the Lord show up for you in the Mm -hmm. past, because that will fuel your faith to know he will provide for you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you saw him walk you through a hard circumstance before today, that is training ground for where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's helpful. That's very helpful. That was really good. I feel like it gives me even just a, I don't know, something to help me recognize whether or not I'm getting to that point, even though that's not my tendency. It's like, I mean, who knows? Yeah. We're all faced with something right now that we've never seen before. So mm-hmm. tendencies that we haven't had. Exactly. Might show up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So as a friend, maybe I know that I have a close friend or a sister or whatever that deals with this. How do I check on them? Yeah, I would just, I have tried to make a habit. I think Pastor Rick taught me this years ago. If somebody is coming to your mind, it is probably the Holy Spirit that's actually bringing them to your mind. It's not just your own thought. So if somebody crosses my mind a couple of times throughout a day, I try to think, is that God trying to just suggest check on them? And I literally just do that right now. Um, we have worship staff and I'm trying to text a different couple every day and say, Hey, I'm praying for you today. Are there any specifics? But if it's just a friend of mine that crosses Mm -hmm. my, uh, thoughts, I'll just say, Hey, you were on my thoughts today. Is anything going on? Can Mm -hmm. I pray for you right now? Or just, just a simple, like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Especially if it's somebody you have Mm -hmm. a relationship with. And a lot of times I have noticed just those simple times where I stop and check on somebody, they'll respond and be like, I can't believe you sent me this at this time. Like, this is what's going on, or here's how you can be praying for me. And it's just helped me to know, like, I don't have to just say, God, be with my friends right now, but there are specific things I can be lifting up mm-hmm. and feeling like I really am doing something to help stand with them in mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, if you have a friend that struggles with anxiety, sometimes it just helps to process it. Mm-hmm. To just say, this is what is going on. What do you think about this? Mm -hmm. You know, and just to know you're not alone in struggling through Mm -hmm. these thoughts and we're going to get there together. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I think it's easy to want to fix things for people or tell them it's going to be okay, but that's not helpful. Mm -hmm. They just need to process. That's a really good reminder. Um, The other day I was reading, a lot of times I'll just read the Psalm or the proverb of the day when I don't really know what to read or I have like five minutes in the morning before the boys wake up. And I was, I guess it was March 18th. So I was reading Psalms 18 and then Proverbs 18. And there was a really cool verse um, I wanted to share. It says, it's Proverbs 18.1. And it says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. And he breaks out against all sound judgment. And I thought it was interesting, the timing of that, because, you know, we're all in a Forced isolation. Forced isolation. (laughs) Way more isolated. Right. And I would even say that I'm an introvert. And I'm like, wow, I didn't didn't know that I could feel lonely. Like, I I thought I would love. Thrive. Thrive in this. And it's like, man, I'd love to see a friend. But um, I was just thinking about how a lot of times, you know, we're all in a different. We struggle with different things. But people that maybe struggle with. um like addictive tendencies or any kind of sin issue like that, that really count on community or being out of the house or routine. Mm -hmm. This verse is basically pointing me to the thought that isolating yourself could push you to seek your own desire, your own fleshly desires. And Mm -hmm. so, 
you know, when you brought up checking on friends, that's another thing I think about. Like, we don't always know the things our friends struggle with. We may know. They may have confided in us, but we may not know. But I do think it's an important time to check in on our friends and say, hey, we're all spending a little bit more time alone. Are you struggling with anything? Can I hold you accountable with anything? Because my thought is... We all want to, like we've talked about, we all want to emerge on the other side of this stronger mm-hmm. and closer to Jesus. We don't want to be walking in any type of shame. And so I would just hate for um, mm-hmm. our closest friends to be dealing with something that they don't want to admit, you know? And it's yeah, like, that's so good. So if anything, I just want to drop that in the same conversation and say, hey, yeah, yeah, pray for your friends, check on them, and then ask them the hard questions because mm-hmm. this is the time. Yeah, that's so good. Well, do you have any more thoughts? Is there anything else you feel like God's put on your heart or God's showed you lately? Or are we done? We might be done. We might be done, and that's okay. Um, Okay, well, I feel like we've covered a lot, and I'm really, really glad we sat down today. So, um, Rebecca, before we go, would you pray for the people listening? Yeah, for sure. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that you are with us. We thank you that you don't leave us or forsake us, and that when we are in our darkest situation, that you have already gone ahead of us, and you are there leading us through. Um, We just thank you, Lord God, that there is no one like you, that that which feels impossible for us is possible with you. So we just lift our eyes from all everything we're hearing, everything we are walking through from the bad news that we've gotten, whether we've lost a job or lost income or whether we have family struggling or we know somebody personally who's fighting this virus right now, Lord God, we lift our eyes from all the situations and we fix them on you. I just think of Hezekiah in scripture when he said, um, we don't know what to do right now, but our eyes are on you. That's what we say. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So, Lord God, we just ask for your peace, um, your provision, your blessing to be released into all these situations that we are lifting up right now in our minds and in our hearts before your throne. I pray, Lord God, you give us greater commitment to you in this season. And I just ask for just little seeds of a prayer life or a sense of worship that rises in this time in our homes and in our environments, Lord God, that just flourishes and helps us walk through this with you, Lord God, not on our own, not just doing what we want, not being distracted, but really with you by our side. We love you, Lord God. We cannot wait to see what you are going to do. We just pray you help us stay with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Rebecca, thanks for being with us today. Sure. And ladies, I really do feel like this is something that is obviously a timely word and something that um, could benefit a lot of people. So if you like this, if you listen to it and it helped you in some way, we would love it if you would share it on social media or send it to a friend. Or Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening to another episode of the Woman Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Later.